0: Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. Today, I'm speaking with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Sharon Stills. Dr. Sharon Stills is a naturopathic medical doctor who provides therapeutic and diagnostic services to patients in need of a different approach. She believes that the mind and the body must be treated as one in order for every person to enjoy genuine health, true happiness, and to experience their deepest passions each and every day while they are enjoying the gift of being alive. She has successfully helped thousands of women transition gently through different stages of their lives with all natural methods and is passionate about spreading the word about RED, the philosophy and program she developed for you to reinvent your health, explore your happiness, and discover your RED life so that you too can create and live the life you desire and deserve. Please enjoy our conversation today. We talk a lot about her Red Life program. Uh, Sharon and I have a mutual love for European biological medicine. We actually met um, at a conference that we both enjoy going to in Baden-Baden, Germany called Medicine Week, and she really you know, walks her walk. So I hope you enjoy this really inspiring conversation with us today. Welcome, Dr. Sharon Stills. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward
1: to our time together.
0: Me too. And you know, I I think I shared this with you maybe when we met. Um when I was in naturopathic school and really thinking about my career and um you know just exploring who were um you know people I wanted to emulate in our field, your website um kept coming up because of your unique interest in not only naturopathic medicine but biological medicine, so I, um, I remember just kind of um, you being an inspiration for me in school, and then it was so fun that it, we've gotten to know each other through conferences and um, you know um, all of our mutual interests. So it's just really um, lovely to be able to interview you today.
1: Wow, thank you. I didn't know that. It just makes me think how you never know what you're going to do, what you're going to say to someone you know, a stranger, and how you can have a profound effect on people's lives. So it's it's a reminder to have... Passionate, mindful, living and actions in everyone's life for everyone who's listening.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know that our audience would love to hear, you know, how did you really become inspired to become a naturopathic um, physician? And just let us know about your journey to um, in, journey in medicine. Okay, well, that's, that's quite a long story. I'll try and
1: I'll try know, and just do the, the cliff motion. note version. <laughs> <laughs> highlights. So basically as a child growing up, I was very sick and I was raised in a family that wasn't aware of natural medicine or holistic alternatives. I, I, you know, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s and it wasn't as prevalent back then as it is now. And also we didn't have the internet to just throw in my daughter has asthma and keeps going to the hospital. What can I do? And so what you did was I was taken to the pediatrician and I was at the doctor so often that the doctor used to joke that he had a, one of his exam rooms was named after me. And we used to <laughs> about that, but it's really not that funny. It's kind of sad. And so I had really severe allergies and asthma, in the hospital in the oxygen tents. I was overweight. I had headaches, I had depression, just a whole host of things. And so I grew up very sick on antibiotics. My the same pediatrician used to call me his pincushion because I would get so many allergy shots, and he was always so intrigued that I would not even flinch or not cry or not anything. I was just so used to it. And so I um, grew up very sick and when I got pregnant at the age of 20, I got married young and got pregnant and then had my first son when I was 21, who as a side note happens to be finished, just finished his first year at naturopathic medical school. So we're gonna have a a second generation naturopath coming up in the Stills family. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) So when he was born, I was worried because I knew my history. And as a mother, you worry 20 times more about your children than do about yourself. And so I wanted to make sure I could do whatever I could do to prevent him from going down a similar journey that I had gone down. And I too was still sick. And at the time I had met a neighbor who became a friend whose brother actually was a colon hydrotherapist. So my first introduction to natural medicine was colon hydrotherapy and having your something stuck up your butt and having <laughs> your colon cleaned out. And, and then from there, and so he started teaching me about nutrition and things, and I just got very interested. And so I learned that I needed to not give my son Dairy products because he was having eczema and he was having chronic ear infections. And so, through learning about nutrition, I started to take care of my son and then I started to take care of myself. And lo and behold, all of these symptoms that had plagued me and the ones that were plaguing him, not for such a long time but they started to disappear and it was kind of like this light bulb went off it was like oh my god I've been suffering for 22 years and all I needed to do was take some fish oil and take gluten and dairy out of my diet and all, all these symptoms I was having mm-hmm. disappeared and so I got very excited I guess you could even say obsessed <laughs> with natural medicine and I just started reading everything I could read about nutrition. And I became a vegan. And I definitely now, as you talk to me and see what I'm about, and my patients could vouch for, I'm very about balance. But back then, I was very zealous and obsessed. And the pendulum was swung all the way over to one end of just being neurotic about everything that i was doing and that can become a problem but what it did do was enable me to kind of find my passion in life and so at the age of 23 i got divorced i had another son before i got divorced so i was 23 24 i had a three-year-old and a one-year-old no college education and now a pressing need to support myself and my two children And so I just thought, wow, I'm really into this whole nutrition thing. I should make a career out of it. And at the time I was living upstate in Buffalo, New York, and my friend said, well, there's no naturopaths here, but there's one over in over the border in Canada. And so we packed all the kids into the car and drove across the border and went to see him. And I just remember walking out of his parking lot and saying, that's what I'm going to do. And. I had no idea that you needed like four years of undergraduate, which I still didn't have. And so it took me 10 years. I ended up going to massage school and learning oriental medicine and became a massage therapist. Then I did my undergraduate. And then in 1997, I entered SCNM, which is Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine in Arizona. It was a very new school back then and started my my time there as a naturopathic medical student and I graduated in two thousand and one.
0: Wow, what a journey, right? And it's just um it's so important to feel so passionate about the work, because the, you know, it's not, um, you know, whenever we embark, especially on a career path, it it takes time and perseverance, and it doesn't happen overnight. So it's just um, your personal experience, I'm sure, you know, made you, um, you know, gave you the energy to get through, you know, the 10 years that it took. And um, so, Sharon, so you um, graduated in 2001. And, you know, how our paths have crossed is that you've not only been a leader in naturopathic medicine, but you've really, um, you know, you sought after something called European biological medicine. And that has some different, um, you know, principles and theories that are very interrelated to naturopathic medicine. But can you just share how you became interested in that and just a little bit about what European biological medicine is? Sure. And
1: I have a another life lesson that goes along with I became interested so when I was in naturopathic medical school there were always opportunities to be what was called a student representative for the different nutraceutical companies that we work with and so I had applied to be student rep for one of the vitamin supplement companies and I was so sure I was going to get it. I had a great interview and thought I was a great person for the job and I was crushed to find out that I didn't get it and one of my classmates got it. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, I was so upset and you know, I tried to control myself but then I don't remember exactly how much longer after that, maybe a couple of months, I got this opportunity to be the student rep for what was then called pleomorphic products and that was repping the Sanam remedies which are these isopathic remedies that help Balance and change the milieu inside of your body and they work with fungus and microbes and they're very unique and very powerful And so I took this other job and it literally changed my life as a physician and got me into this whole European biological medicine thing because I was repping for them I started meeting all the doctors that were over in Europe and Germany and Austria and Switzerland and I started becoming very well versed in the sanum remedies so when I was a medical student I started traveling around the country going to conferences and lecturing to physicians about the sonom remedies while I was still a student in school and so it was a good lesson in and a lesson for all of you listening whether it's applying for a job or looking for the, the special relationship or whatever it is that you're looking for that what belongs to you will find you. And if something doesn't happen, if that door closes, like it's not your door, there'll be another door for you. And so I'm very grateful that that first company didn't hire me because if they did, I would just be very well-versed in vitamin therapy, which I'm well-versed in anyway just by being a naturopathic physician, and I never would have discovered this whole world of European biological medicine and had all the experiences that I've had and learned all the tools that really are the foundation and cornerstone of my practice today and help me to help thousands of
0: patients. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's just that we're always on our path whether we see that or not. I think that's a really important um life lesson to keep in mind. Um and I, I've seen that in my own life too, so I, I can relate to that. And um, you know, so I, I didn't know that um you were introduced, you know, to the Sodom Renemanese at school, but that makes a lot of sense of how that was so transformative to your career. And then um so then Sharon, you ended up practicing in upstate New York for a while, correct? Actually Long Island, right okay. outside the city. Okay, great. And so, um, so you had a practice and, you know, I, I think a lot of our um, audience knows um, that naturopathic physicians, you know, we are... You know, a very small profession that is growing every year, um, but it's very state dependent on our scope of practice and our license, which is um, brings a lot of um, challenges, right? When we're trying to share medicine. Um, And so, how long were you in New York before um, now? You're in Arizona, correct? Correct. I had a practice in New York for ten years,
1: and then relocated out to Arizona where I, practice the full scope of my my medical degree.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, for our audience, you know, the, um, the states that really recognize the full scope of a naturopathic physician, we're really well trained, you know, we go through four years of medical school, we do, you know, everything from gross lab and learn medical procedures. And, um, you know, it's really the Northwest where I'm in um, Seattle, Washington, but Washington State, Oregon, and Arizona um, have a really wonderful scope of practice it's no accident that the schools um that have um you know been around the longest you know are there and then you know we're we're growing each year um and I know there's a lot of passionate people trying to educate you know more of our um communities and more of our legislature to um you know broaden that and widen that but um but yeah there's definitely a difference from state to state depending on uh where you live
1: and I think it's really important for for the listeners to understand the difference, to know, to look at the our, our American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, which is naturopathic.org, to see what states are licensed, to find a doctor who is licensed. When I was in New York, I sat on the board of the New York Association of Naturopathic Physicians for many years as their treasurer, and one of the things that we really impress upon it why we go for licensure in all the states is because without licensure, there's really no way to determine if the person who's hanging out a shingle and saying they're a naturopathic doctor just went through a mail order program and answered a couple of at-home take-home tests, or is someone like yourself and myself who went through a four-year accredited program where we are eligible. I have a DEA license. I'm a primary care physician. I can do injections. I have equal footing here as an MD. And I think that's really important for people to know that if you're seeing someone who says they're a naturopath, you want to ask them where they graduated. You want to see their credentials.
0: Mm-hmm. It's such a great point because I think um, when people are new to the alternative space, it can be a little confusing, and you know, um, you know, they're trying to figure out, um, you know, who to see and what the differences. And um, you know, it's a very, as you've pointed out, Sharon, it's a very different license. And when we're primary, when we're trained as a primary care physician and have a lot of tools for chronic <laughs> illness. We we just have this huge breadth of knowledge that um, our recommendations are going to come from a very safe, grounded place, even though they're um, alternative and um, not that, you know, a naturopath who went through a mail order doesn't have any information. It's just not rooted and grounded in the, um, in the safety that I, I think is necessary when you're dealing with these really tough health issues these days. And so, so Sharon, so um, you have shared with me and I'm so excited to um, learn more about really the culmination of your life's work. You've developed now what you call um, Red Med and your Red Life program. Can you share kind of the inspiration behind that and really what does that mean?
1: Sure. I would. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> you happy to too. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so. Red is my philosophy, and I know you're all just listening to me, but if you check out my web- website after, you'll see that I have this big mop of red, crazy, wild, curly hair on top of my head. And so I used to hate my red hair when I was young. My mother says I used to get a lot of attention from it, and that I used to walk around with my hands over my head because I didn't like all the attention. And as I grew up and came into myself as a woman and – increased my self-esteem and worked on myself, I started to really love the attention and love my red hair. And I was sitting with my office manager one day and we were talking about how I wanna put my philosophy to paper and really get it out there so everyone, whether they're a patient or not, could really share and learn from it. And we were trying to think of an acronym and she she was really great and just looked at me and she said, well, how about red? Because you're just so red. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, I love that. That's great. And so red stands for reinvent your health. The E in red stands for explore your happiness. And the D stands for discover your red life. And Mm -hmm. so what that really is and how I came to it is, as a doctor working with all these patients, there's always different reasons. And so we talk about naturopathic medicine, we talk about European biological medicine. And from those perspectives, we're looking at regulation of the body and we're looking at what is the root cause and what is the imbalance and what's under the tip of the iceberg that's causing symptoms or disease processes to be happening in the body. And so When I work with these patients, sometimes, and you know as a physician, Christine, it's like sometimes it's an easy fix. Sometimes like there's one nutrient that a patient needs and it like changes their life. You give them zinc and it's like, oh my God, they have an awakening and so many symptoms go away. And sometimes it's many things they need or sometimes it's just they need to quit their job because they're at this job and it's unhealthy situation and they're not expressing their passions and they're stressed and I believe stress is responsible for like 99.999% of issues that we experience and so I've had patients where it's like the prescription and like I said I have a DEA I can prescribe. I I can count on one hand the number of times I've actually prescribed a pharmaceutical, but I like to use my prescription pad to write like, go build a sandcastle at the beach. I think it has more of an impact on the patient. And so, you know, I can prescribe, go quit your job. And that just makes a huge difference for them. And so the red and the R and the E is really like my version of the mind body complex. Mm -hmm. And so I started seeing that and My experience, and perhaps yours as well, is a lot of patients who come to me, they kind of come from an allopathic mindset, and you can't really blame them. It's kind of the terrain of our society and how we've all been raised. You have something wrong with you. You go to the traditional MD. He's standing on his pedestal. He tells you what medication to take, and that's it. You leave with your prescription, and you start popping pills, and you hope for the best. And so I think with that mindset, when patients show up at my office or a naturopathic medical doctor's office, they come with that mindset of like, you're going to tell me what to do. You're going to give me something, but I don't want the pharmaceuticals. They haven't worked or I don't like the side effects, but you're going to give me like a vitamin or you're going to give me an herb and it's going to be my magic bullet. And there really is no magic bullet. It's, it's really a myth healing is multi-dimensional and multi-factorial and so when i was thinking about all this and thinking about red i really felt like the r kind of handles the body part it's all about reinventing your health and it's more on the physical level of things so there's 13 steps in each, in each section. And so in the R section, we have things that are more focused on healing the physical body. So making sure that you're detoxifying, getting you on a good supplementation program, making sure you're hydrated, making sure you're an expert sleeper, making sure that your gut health is good and so on and so on. And so we're really focusing more on the physical because, you know, as well as I do, as well as everyone listening knows, if you have a headache or you have joint pain or you're way overweight or whatever symptoms are getting you down, you're fatigued, you really can't go out and enjoy your life. And so I'll often say it's kind of corny, but it's like that saying, your health is your wealth. So you could have all the money in the world and all these amazing things going on, but if you feel sick, then you're not going to be able to show up and enjoy them. And so it's really important that we focus on this vessel, this physical vessel we have. And I used the word reinvent because I think another societal misconception is that Oh, well, I'm 50 now. So it's normal. It's part of the aging process. I'm going to get tired. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get forgetful. And to me, that's such bogus. So it's to say to you that you can reinvent your health anytime, any day, any place, anywhere, let's get it done. You could be 50 or 60 or 70, 80, 90, 100. There's always things you can do to reinvent your health and to begin again and to start having vitality in your life. I'm going to be 50 in March, and I can say without a doubt that I am healthier now than I was in my 20s and my 30s. And so there's no reason to think that And I'm not saying that you're not going to age, because obviously, that's inevitable. We're all headed towards aging and the final transition where we leave this body. But we can get there in a comfortable way, in a healthy way. It doesn't have to be a total breaking down and discomfort. And so that's why the R in red stands for reinvent.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. There's so many um, great points that you bring up. And I see that um, in so many similar ways that, you know, as a doctor, of course, we have to focus on the physical body, but our bodies are really interrelated to all of these other aspects that we'll um, chat about as well. And, um, you know, I I think, you know, where we probably connect a lot, it it is probably one of the um, things that keeps me the most passionate when people have been, you know, chronically ill, you just see these wonderful people who've really been taken out of um, their life. Right. And so, um, you know, it, it, for me, you know, cause I, I, I know you love what you do and I love what I do. And it's just, um, really heartbreaking in a lot of ways to see people with all this potential and passion and they're just not able to, you know, utilize that when they're feeling ill. So I think that's a huge part of, um, helping people get their health back, connecting to their, you know, passion and purpose and really um, allowing that to fuel, um, you know, give them momentum as well. And then, you know, I, I think another great point you made, made Sharon is that You know, I I know even um, some of my family members are guilty of saying, oh, I guess I'm just getting old. And I'm like, no, if you say that, (laughs) you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's your mindset. Of course we age, but there's so many um, ways to um, age more gracefully and with ease and, you know, really support the body that it doesn't have to be this um degenerative or painful um process. So um so I love I love how you reframe that and reinvent and then tell us about explore. So explore is more the mind
1: part because like you talk about while you were talking I was thinking exactly with like these patients who are chronically ill sometimes it's like they just their gut biome is a mess and they're eating the wrong diet and they need to be detoxed. And And you do that and like they get their life back and it's amazing. But sometimes it's like I was saying before, they need to leave that job or that relationship or they need to let go of some anger they've been holding on to. And that's the like magic that ha- happens, it's that occurrence when they have that emotional release that then they start to get better. And so that's what E is about. It's about exploring your happiness. Happiness is intimately related with how healthy you are and how you feel. And, and at the end of the day, we're all looking to be happy. And we want to feel loved and we want to feel joy and we want to feel happy. And so The 13 cards in E are more about exploring your happiness. And so you were just talking about, like, with people saying that they're they're aging because they're getting older. And, of course, if that's what you think. And so one of the cards in Explore talks right about that. It's like harness the power of your thoughts because if you want to know what you're thinking – Then just look at the life you're living, because what we think our subconscious thoughts start to create our outer reality. And so it's really important that you personally, for each and every one of us, we become the master gardener and tender of the thoughts that we think, because they really start to create what we're experiencing. And so joy is always available to us. We just have to choose it. And so if you're stuck in traffic and you're having road rage because you're going to be late or because the drivers around you are driving you crazy, well, you could shift that. You could just choose to put on a podcast or some music or or just silence or looking up at the sky or appreciating... tree that's maybe next to you on the road and you can start to bring in the joy that's always there waiting for you at every moment so it's really how you view things what you think about things so other things in the explore section are practicing gratitude because when you're grateful it's hard to be angry it's hard to be unhappy and so a simple thing that I always recommend is a gratitude journal and maybe you do it every morning or every evening and you just dot jot down three things you're grateful for and they could be big things kabam I got that promotion today or they could be someone held the door open for me or it didn't rain or I took a nice beautiful shower I mean there's so many different things to be grateful for and when you focus on it like we're saying about the power of your thoughts, when you start to focus on being grateful, you start to be more grateful and you start to realize, wow, there's like a ton of stuff I was never grateful for. That's like just right around me all the time that I can start appreciating. And so things of that nature are an explore learning how to get out of your head and to become body centered and really connecting to your breath. I, I feel like I'm also a, Certified MBSR teacher and ohm meditation leader. And so MBSR is mindfulness-based stress reduction based on Jon Kabat-Zinn's work and I'm very very passionate about Mindfulness and meditation being some of the best medicine we have to offer and so Learning to connect with the breath learning to let the breath heal you It's so amazing what three to five deep breaths can do to change not only the way you're feeling, but even internally to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and just to change stress reactions that are going on in the body. Mm-hmm. And so, E also gets fun talking about like rituals and ceremonies to mark significant events in your life. So, I went through menopause and to my year date because the medical definition of menopause is a year without any periods and so to the day a year after I didn't have any periods I was just about 49 I stood on top of Kilimanjaro (laughs) and to me it was very powerful because if I ever want to if that societal ever tries to even sneak into me, oh, well, you're postmenopausal, you're going to get fat and frumpy and frazzled and all these things. It's like, "Uh, not me. I climbed Kilimanjaro. I rocked that menopausal transition. And so that's a call to action for all of you listening to think about the transitions that you go through and to mark them with something meaningful. Because when we have that anchor, it really helps us if we start to go down
0: a, a more negative thinking path. Mm hmm. I love I love how you, you know, um, live your life and really practice what you preach. That's such a um, wonderful way to mark such a, um, you know, a transition, right, that um, a lot of people can Frame in a negative way, but it can be a very powerful transition for all women. So I think that's that's just so you share to climb a mountain, right? Um, and you know, you you brought up again a lot of great points. I um I you know have been very inspired by um, Tony Robbins, who is a really you know famous um, motivational speaker, and he says a lot of the same things you do that I've been trying to implement in my life um, since kind of. Um, you know, just using him as a, I'm one of many people who inspire me. And, you know, it is so true when you focus on gratitude, there's such a, um, an energy shift, you know, there's probably so many things that happen on our bodies on only a physical, but energetic um, level. And then, um, you know, it's almost that you start kind of vibrating at that um higher vibration and that allows you to see and attract other things in your life from that place and so i i've seen that in my own life and of course it's you know it's um something to be constantly reminded of and you know practice and he also he's all about like sayings and he says um you know, where focus goes, energy flows, right? So where, where we put our focus and attention, that's where we're going to really, um, that's what we're going to see in our life. And so I think, um, that is so great that you're integrating that when people are looking to improve their health, that you're not, um, you know, you're making this a huge piece of, um, you know, their health, um, health routine and everything. So I think that's awesome. Um, so Sharon so we have reinvent we have explore and then we have discover your red life so tell us about that
1: So the D for discovering your red life is is kind of like the the payoff and the goods for mm-hmm doing the work. And so once you kind of have your physical health reinvented and you've got your your supplements and your eating and all these things, your exercise and everything's in alignment and you're following a good routine and you've explored your happiness and so you're integrating whether it be a meditation practice or a yoga practice and Maybe you've done some therapy or some emotional healing work or there's so many different amazing techniques that we all offer. But once you've kind of got these things handled or are handling them, then, you know, you get to discover your red life. And so your red life will be different than my red life will be. Everyone's got a different red life. And so that's what's really fun. It's about discovering why you're here and what your passion is and what your purpose is. And so it's talking about like your vision. So what is your vision that's going to guide your day? If If you, to me, your vision is like the whisperings of your soul. It's like the little nudges. And sometimes I find those nudges from an emotion that we tend to think is negative so we tend to think like envy or jealousy is not a good emotion to have and but when I see someone and I'm like a little envious or jealous of something they're doing then I just say wow that must mean it's something I want in my life and I don't have it yet so I have to create it and then I support them because the best way to make a great world is to be a good cheerleader for everyone Because there is no competition, but to see when someone has something that makes me a little envious, I go, okay, that's my soul whispering to me that this is something I want to actualize into my life. And, Truth be told, if I don't do anything about it, it's not going to happen. Like, you're not going to do anything about it for me. You've got your own red life to worry about. (laughs) And so we really need to take responsibility. And I think in this fast-paced society, we don't even really stop and talk about these things, and we don't carve out moments to even explore them. And again if we're stuck in like R or E land where we're really dealing with a lot of physical issues, it's like the last thing we're thinking about. We're trying to just think about how to feel good so we can survive and get through the day to day motions. And so once we've kind of have a handle on that, like I said, then we can start looking about what is our red life about. And so For me, my red life is about sharing red and traveling and having adventures and having loving community around me. And so that's what it's about for me. I'm really one of my big things is like I love to travel. But for I've had patients, their red life is about being a cook and creating nurturing food for their family, or it may be about going back to law school when you're 50. I mean, it could be huge or it can be simple. There's no, this is better than that. It's just what is your truth and what do you want your life to be about? And I was talking about this the other day and it sometimes sounds morbid, but one of my favorite activities to suggest to patients or to do in my own life or to do with friends is to write an obituary or an eulogy for yourself because then you can kind of see how you want to be remembered and then you can reverse engineer it and start doing those things So that when the time does come that it actually is going to be your Eulogy that you can have that you can have lived the life you deserve that you can have lived and manifested your red life I think it's very very important mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I think that is so beautiful and I think that you know life goes by so fast, right? And there's so many precious moments and I think you know where we both stand and um, from the perspective is that part of being fully healthy and living this optimal life is really actualizing our potential and what what does that mean on many levels, right? And so I, I always like to ask my patients when especially I see a lot of really sick people and I always like to ask them, you know, what does life look like when you're well, you know, and, you know, of course, they don't need to wait to do that until they're completely well, but just anchoring that vision of, you know, purpose and passion um, to help them move through that and toward that and you know, start being that. Right. And I think that that's just a really important part of being human. I think when we're not connected to our passion and purpose, we're not happy. Right. Um, and so, and, and that's so unique for everyone, whatever that is. Right. So I, I, I bet, um, you know, I am sure you've been doing this work throughout your career, but since you've been doing your program, have you um, seen some really amazing things with patients when they really fully implement all of these pieces? Yeah, I mean it's it's life transforming,
1: and like I said, sometimes it's just simple joys in life. Like one patient who, you know, now I go to the beach once a week and I build sandcastles, <laughs> and and it's just this deep joy. And then another patient, it's like I'm gonna go rock being a lawyer, and I'm 50, so it's it really varies. And I think it's just all beautiful mm-hmm. and. You know, in Discover, I mean, we talk about this great passion and purpose and that's the end goal. But I mean, along the way, it's also about like discovering and reconnecting to nature and letting nature nurture you and reconnecting to dance and moving your body and the healing power of music and moving your body or being creative or owning your own sexuality and sensuality and your and your look the red program is niche towards women because I'm a women's health specialist um, it doesn't mean that if you're a man listening you can't kind of get in the the red zone for men but you just have to realize that it's just it's leaning towards women so some of the wording in it but it, it's really for humans to be honest Uh, Whether you're a man or woman, feeling good about yourself and owning your sexuality and all of these things is important. But I think in our society, and because it's the patient population I mainly work with, women really need this because women are so torn and women tend to be working and raising the kids and running the household. And they're just in 17 different directions. And... They kind of you know, I'm kind of here to remind you that like one of the cards in explore is to adopt a me first attitude and Again, I always I I have a lot of these corny cliches I use, but they really work It's like when you're on the airplane and they say put your oxygen mask on first
0: mm-hmm. And
1: so I think that's such a valuable lesson because most women do not put their own oxygen mask on first. They'll put their kids on and then they'll help the neighbors in the row behind them and then they'll finally get around, you know, when they, when they're out of breath and close to dying, oh, maybe I should put my oxygen mask on now. Mm
0: -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I say the same thing (laughs) to my patients. Yeah. (laughs) So, So there's nothing wrong with being a little quote
1: selfish and filling your own vessel. Like if you're a watering can, how can you water the plants and make them grow if you haven't filled the can with water, you have to fill yourself first to be able to give.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So I'm sure many people are curious and wanting to um, experience this for themselves. So Sharon, how can people find out more about your Red Life program and, you know, if they um, want to work with you? I know you have retreats and working on with you in one-on-one, but how can people experience this work?
1: So a couple of ways, they can go to yourredlife.com, and there's that's a little website we have up about the red and what it means and why I created it, and there you can purchase the red deck of cards. They're a ton of fun, and one of the reasons why I did a deck of cards before getting my book done is because I just think, well... Nowadays, we're all kind of like ADD. It's hard to sit down and read a whole book. People want little snippets of stuff. And so these cards are just a lot of fun. You can pick a card every morning. You can pick one for the week. You can pick one for the month. In addition to having a quote from me and a little bit of information about the topic on the back of the card, they have these takeaway tips. And so they're like real-life tips that you can implement right then into your life and I feel like on the 39 cards with all the tips, even if you get the cards and even if just one tip changes your life, that was $16 well spent. And there are so many tips on there that have the power that I have seen and continue to see that are life-changing. Mm-hmm. So your red life is one way. You can also learn more about me at drstills.com. That's my website. And you could always follow me, you find me at Dr. Sharon Stills on Facebook, and Instagram, and all those fun social media places, and I'm also a physician expert on womenshealthnetwork.com, so I have a blog there, I do a lot of blog posts, so you can read more about my philosophy and my work there, and there's also a new group that I'd like to give a plug to, because I think it's a phenomenal group. It's called the BRMI. We're the Bioregulatory Medicine Institute. We're a nonprofit group that I sit on the advisory board for. And we have conferences twice a year in Kentucky. We have one coming up May 10th through 12th at the Galt House Hotel, which is the Kentucky Derby Hotel. It's lovely in Louisville, Kentucky. You can learn more about us at brmi.online. And this is a conference where we are sharing ideas and teaching and getting European Biological Medicine, Bioregulatory Medicine out there. Our goal is to have it as a household name so that everyone, whether you're a physician and want to learn more to offer to your patients or your patient or a lay person and you want to learn more, we have something for everyone. So usually conferences or doctors only or there's a lecture for the lay people but here we're kind of all coming together as a community. And then in October, through that group, I'll be leading a tour to Medicine Week in Germany where we learn the latest and the greatest and doctors such as myself and yourself, Christine. I think we met at a restaurant in Bonneville. <laughs> I, you know? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> where we travel to bring back from Europe what's going on and share it with the patients in the States. And so another great, great group I recommend tra- checking out. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, you're doing so many amazing things, Sharon, and um, you have inspired me with this conversation, and I know you've um, inspired many others, and I just really applaud you for all the work that you're doing um, in our profession and with patients, and I just so appreciate um, our friendship and your time today.
1: Uh, Thank you. It's great to be here. I, I appreciate you
0: equally, so
1: thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. You can learn more about Dr. Sharon Stills at drstills.com. And please, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share this with your friends and your community. And if you feel compelled, please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. We appreciate your time and thank you.